everyone, it's Dr. Swathi Varanasi, or Dr. Swathi. I'm an integrative pharmacist, wellness entrepreneur, and the new host of the Element Apothic Show on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We'll be diving into the science behind everything health, wellness, and healing. Tune into our first episode airing on Wednesday, February 22nd. See you there. to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Beyond the SIG is a podcast that the Pharmacy Podcast Network built with the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. A shout out to that group, my home pharmacy association, because I'm out of south of Pittsburgh, and a project that Dr. Joni Carroll brought to the Pharmacy Podcast Network through Beyond the SIG was a project around the stigma surrounding opioid uh, use uh, disorder treatment. And a a seven-part podcast series came out of this called Let's Talk Stigma. It's an opioid uh, podcast miniseries extremely well done, something that we were so proud to be a part of. And on top of that, this podcast series provides 1.5 hours and soon to be a little bit more than that. Um, It'll be more like 2.25 or 2.5. I have to do my calculations. And it will provide pharmacists and pharmacy technicians um, podcast content that will be used and can be used as um, podcast education and continuing education. I have two guests today that I want to talk to about the series, the development of the series, as well as extending pharmacists throughout the nation as leaders in opioid use disorder treatment and dispelling the stigma that surrounds that, that really keeps our patients behind um, walls and barriers from continuing with their treatment, whether that's shame or um, or not partnered with the with the right organization or getting internal help. I want to welcome Alyssa Q. She is with the University of Pittsburgh Pharmacy School of Pharmacy. She's a P2. And Dr. Logan Kissel, he's a clinical pharmacist at Hometown Pharmacy. I am thrilled to have you both. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Logan, I was excited to hear you're part of Hometown. This has been a Western Pennsylvania pharmacy entity for quite so many years. You've helped so much of your community. What what attracted you to working with Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, um, Pittsburgh, uh, University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy, Duquesne School of Pharmacy that participated in this? What was it about Let's Talk Stigma in this uh, this series that that got you involved? Yeah, so it originally started out as my residency research project when I was a resident at the University of Pittsburgh uh, School of Pharmacy and Rite Aid Pharmacy. So that's kind of where the development of the podcast came about. Uh, They were already kind of planning it, and they needed someone to kind of get in there and spearhead it, uh, matched along with all of my interests with uh, stigma relating to opioid use disorder. So kind of just went from there. 
It was great that the um, CDC grant provided funding um, by the Allegheny County Health Department to both schools of pharmacy and the PPA to partner together um, with our uh, publication and amplification through social media, through all of our podcast streams, and really helping um, HCPs, pharmacists, physicians, nurse practitioners, nurses, specialists, to really understand and help reduce stigma around opioid use disorder among pharmacists and technicians and, and physicians. You know, Alyssa, I wanted to come to you because you're the future of pharmacy. Based on this series, what more can pharmacists do to help dispel stigmas? Well, I think the most important thing is just viewing every patient as a person and recognizing that um, opioid use disorder is a disease state and it's like a chronic condition. And I think that we often don't think about it that way. And I think even like some of my classmates and stuff and like people in like my generation, like still like think that um, opioid use disorder is like a choice. And it's like, you make the choice to take opioids and then like it becomes opioid use disorder, but it really isn't. And I think that like this podcast and talking to professionals on the podcast really helps um, helps people understand more that it's not someone's choice to become addicted to something. And it really is a chronic condition. And um, only when healthcare providers are able to see it that way, will we really make strides in reducing stigma and getting true care for people. I applaud you, Alyssa, in, in thinking that way. Logan, when you're working with physicians, you're working with other pharmacists, definitely with um, with nurses, um, the teams that are in place. Where's the breakdown, in your opinion, happening where stigma sets in that kind of knocks us off track and, and keeping focused um, for that patient on that treatment? I think it varies. Um per relationship, per patient, um, and per healthcare team, personally. Um, I've seen it. I've been, uh, I mean, I was a student, uh, worked at a few different places to a few different areas. And I think it really just depends on where it is at that exact moment. I mean, I've seen it from a position or a physician standpoint. I've seen other pharmacists have the stigma technicians. I've even had patients see the stigma within themselves. So honestly, it's um, very specific and specified um, per interaction, I would say. This series really does a, does a great job unpacked, unpacking what is stigma, why it exists, episode one. Then we get into defining the disorder as a chronic disease. And we actually hear from patients that experienced stigma, that experienced um, how they were made to feel in, in when they're seeking um, treatment, which is the worst. I, I can only imagine uh, the guilt that they have just in starting treatment without anyone else throwing quote unquote shade their way or even a facial expression or something. Then we get into interpersonal stigma and intrapersonal stigma, which we start directing um, questions and the why and, and unpacking this. But what part of the series, Logan, did you kind of think was the most important in really unraveling 
the multiple parts of what is stigma and and coming up with ways to check ourselves because i the very first thing i did um logan was re-listen to the series and say you know did i did i ever make any assumptions did i ever um do something to the patients that i was in contact with i spent four years in opioid use uh disorder treatment with us with an organization called new season and i worked with pharmacists to find um, those patients that were dealing with multiple issues, not just OUD. And there was there was some judgment that I picked up on in my beginnings that I would look at someone and say, you know, you could have chosen not to do this from the get-go, not even knowing their story, finding out that they had knee surgery, they were subscribed, um, you know, Oxycontin, and the next thing you know, it spirals out of control because everybody's genes are just slightly different. You could be tuned in faster than someone else. And they said, we became addicted. Our physicians stopped writing us for the prescription. And what were they to do? But they went to the streets or they did something else in order to try to uh, come to terms with, with now being addicted. Logan, what was it about the series um, that that you were most passionate about and what can you point out about what we could learn um, together on this series? I think definitely the most important thing, um, even learning myself as I was going through the recording process and the interview process, I think the most important thing that I saw um, and also heard from many different people was like seeing it as a chronic disease state, because that's what it is. I mean, if, you can learn about naloxone and different harm reduction treatments and uh, medications for opioid use disorder. But if you aren't seeing that it is a chronic health condition, you're not seeing the full picture. Um, those judgments are always going to be there. And I think that's the episode that we talk about language as like using clean um, and things like that. And I think the language is probably one of the biggest things. And it's something that I think everybody can kind of catch themselves on. Um, so someone who is addicted to opioids versus an addict. I mean, those two different things have completely different meanings. So I think that language um, and looking at it as a disease state is probably the biggest thing. Alyssa, what about language do you think is important as a future healthcare provider? Um, not only with opioid um, use disorder, but other patient engagements, other people engagements. Um, what What's your thoughts around language? Um, I think just generally language and how you choose to refer to people is so important in creating relationships with patients where patients feel like they can trust us and they feel respected and heard. Um, I think one thing that we're trying to do a lot more now in healthcare in general is just using person-first language for any disease state. So referring to someone as someone who has diabetes instead of a diabetic and always make, making sure that um, we're putting the person first because we're treating the person, we're not treating the condition and the person will always be um, our priority in the situation. And I think it gives more... It allows patients to feel more connected to us as well as that they're, like I said before, being heard and being respected and seen as like a whole person and not just their disease state. 
I was thinking about what you were saying, Logan, and something I want to go back to is your personal experience. When did you notice in practice in your residency or as a student that there was a stigma issue? Oh, I think you notice it right away. Um, I think pretty much the very first time you're working um, with anybody in that patient population, even just if they're dropping off a Suboxone script, I think immediately um, it's kind of all around you. I mean, the, the language, um, the body language that people have, um, I don't know. It's, you just kind of, you just kind of know right away. Um, I think it was probably like, I noticed it the first time that somebody dropped off a Suboxone script at the pharmacy that I'd interned at. Um, and it was just because I, I didn't know at the time what, Suboxone was even for. Um, and so I think I had asked about it and they're like, oh, that's like when people are like on heroin or addicted to drugs. Like, and I didn't really think anything of it, but I mean, going through my schooling and learning about like what I was doing pharmacy for, I think it really changed my viewpoints on things. And I realized that these people need just as much help as anybody. And that's, why I went into pharmacy and why I did what I did so that I would be able to make a difference. Logan, how did you get Duquesne University and the University of Pittsburgh and um, the, the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association? How did you get them involved in helping to support this project? So I was lucky because, like I said, I did the residency with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy um, and Rite Aid Pharmacy. And so that was kind of already set up with the grant from the CDC and in association with the Pennsylvania uh, Pharmacists Association. So I I can't take credit for getting any of that on board because it was kind of already there. I tell you what, it's 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 a testimony to a team of people coming together. A shout out to Dr. Joni Carroll that was a facilitator and kind of uh, ringing us all together to bring this this um, this uh, series to us. You know, this series taught me that it's very possible to build meaningful, um, patient-engaged content that could be used to supplement um, primary education. So if you're doing lots of reading, and I'm thinking of you, Alyssa, because of you're right in the middle of, of becoming the, the next-gen pharmacist out there, you are learning in ways that I definitely didn't learn when I was back in, in school, high school, um, college. Um, I got my degree in business administration, human resources, um, and and I had no dynamic content that I could refresh my primary learning through using podcasting as a way when I'm jogging or driving to really listen to something that's meaningful and, and not just done because maybe it's the cool thing to do because podcasting is becoming much popular today. And that's what really impressed me about this project and the two schools coming together to support each other and to support not only the uh, voice talent in you, Logan, but also our patients and making them feel safe enough to come and share. Alyssa, what did this series teach you that you could apply to other conditions, other chronic conditions, other things 
that may feel a patient feel um, ashamed or or feel that they um, can't open up to a pharmacist? What what did the series teach you there? I think just in general, like we we're talking about language, language, the language we use is so important um, when we're talking to patients, when we're referring to patients with other people. And I think, um, like, as you were saying, there's so much stigma associated with so many other conditions. And just like with opioid use disorder, there are so many underlying causes and reasons for other um, disease states and conditions that we might not even know or we might not have the full picture of. So just seeing the patient first as a person and not making any um, prior judgments before meeting them or assuming anything, I think is really important. And this series really reinforces as well. Logan, I think of other conditions where the guidance of our pharmacists are critical to not only adherence, but the comfort and the trust that pharmacists are building with people in the community and, and defending them by assuring that their care will continue regardless of what they're going through. I think of people that are struggling with HIV or hep C or something else that may come with a stigma and how that has been dispelled. And I do want to point out a, a, um, a comparison between, I think right where we are today with the stigma around OUD or MOUD, as it's specified in episode four, um, that medication um, that's directed with counseling and with um, follow-up and with responsibility and accountability tied back to another condition, um, if, if that pharmacist is constantly showing the respect to the patient and showing the education that the pharmacist brings to the patient, to assure them that what treatment they're going through is in, in their best interest with the partnership between physician and pharmacist. Um, it, it takes away the stigma right from the get-go that we are working to, to have you live as best possible in the condition that we're dealing with. And it brings science. And I always feel like science is like a common denominator that science doesn't judge. It's it's just it's facts, it's figures, it's you know, it's planning and the pharmacist's intelligence and knowledge of, of how medications are going to interact with our bodies brings another layer of trust. So as a pharmacist in the field and in someone that's in the, in the trenches, Logan, what are you doing to kind of set the stage for dispelling other myths or, or, or bad information or what you went through with the pandemic, goodness gracious, uh, I'm sure what you experienced, but what what has the the series taught you about other aspects um, of how important it is to be a leader in healthcare as a pharmacist for your community? Um, I think that it definitely helped to give me a lot of tools to build really close relationships with my patients, um, those with opioid use disorder, as well as with other chronic disease states. Um, but a lot of the times I will say, um, like your patients who are maybe on Suboxone, um, a lot of the times those prescriptions are given like a week at a time. So they are keeping accountability. Um, the pharmacist is keeping accountability. Um, 
And so is the physician. And I'm able to kind of have a conversation with them um, just about, honestly, just about like their life and how things are going. Um, and I feel like that has helped my patients as well as my technicians and people that I work closely with to um, see me as a leader and see me as somebody that they can talk to um, and kind of, I guess, just see me in a different kind of light. Um, but like I said, a lot of those patients are coming in on a pretty regular basis. And, um, I mean, I tell, ask them about their week, how, how's work going? Uh, how are things going and things like that? Uh, oh, how's your girlfriend? Like, how's she doing? Um, so yeah, I think that just being able to learn and do these interviews from all of these podcasts has really helped me to grow in a leader in that way. Um, and just being more personal with every patient that I interact with. Alyssa, what are you sharing with other fellow students who are curious about um, the condition, opioid use disorder, but then, um, you know, how are you using the series to help them understand that this is a, this is a major um, um, condition, it needs to be taken seriously, it needs to be surrounded by multiple people, the someone on the on the patient's team that might be a family member or a friend, the physician, the pharmacist, sometimes a specialist, sometimes a nutritionist. But what are you sharing with up and coming future pharmacists about this condition in the series? Well, I think it's really great. Our school has the series incorporated into our didactic curriculum. Um, so later in our P2 semester, um, we're able to share the podcast with our class and then um, we have supplemental material that they'll go to community sites and talk with their community sites um, about what they learned in the series and the importance of language and all of that stuff. Um, I think that I think that we still have like a lot to learn and a lot to go still and I think just like every day, like with like our classmates and stuff, it's like important to like recognize when you're using like harmful language, even if it's just like casually. Cause I think we all do that as well, like unintentionally, casually. Um, not just in um clinical or patient settings, um, use harmful, stigmatizing language. And I think recognizing how we're viewing everyone as patients um is really important and recognizing um even unintentionally even when we're not in a school setting seeing how we're reacting to situations around us reacting to people who could be future patients one day or be in a, a situation that could be similar to a patient that we have one day is really important and um and I guess calling people out when like they do something that is stigmatizing or they are using language that is stigmatizing. Um, yeah. Did that kind of answer? <laughs> yes. Okay. Think of the perception of our young leaders and they always bring, you always bring something new to the table to, um, to present information, to present feelings, which um, play back into how we can be sincere and, and empathetic for other people's sufferings and then be there. And like, like Logan said, 
building a rapport with them and knowing them as people. And as soon as you start building that rapport, it starts to disintegrate those little stigmas that we might have or or do or say and not realize we're doing it. But um, the faster we can establish that kind of respect and and care, um, the better. And I I think this this stigma um, let's talk stigma podcast series lays it out in succession with so many testimonials that it lets our healthcare providers, our pharmacists hear it uh, directly from people that went through it. So that's, that's why I think this series is just so wonderful. So um, Logan, um, thank you so much for the, the amazing work and the time that you put in to helping to build this out. And Alyssa, um, the torch has been passed to you. So um, bravo to you that you felt um, responsibility, you felt you felt empowered um, to pick this up and to continue and to continue to outreach and teach and and serve and share. So I want to want to thank you both for for sharing today. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. For more information on Let's Talk Stigma, as a matter of fact, you can go to Google and put in Let's Talk Stigma, PPA. And it brings up the seven-part series. We will have updates ongoing. If you're interested in um, helping us to develop more content around um, this condition and the um, the grip that it has on our nation as pharmacists, please reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We will be coming out with new series around opioid use disorder, treatment, uh, technology, um, sharing, networking in order to empower our pharmacists and our physician teams um, to help more people um, that are that are dealing with this condition. I wanna thank the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association for your leadership. I wanna thank Duquesne University and um, Pittsburgh um, University School of Pharmacy. Amazing people to work with. Thank you so much for everything you do. You are our favorite providers. Mm-hmm.